1: FM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury, and welcome to Tech Talk This Morning. I have Adrian Asley, the Chief Digital Officer of Patronus, with me here in the studio. Adrian, before we go any further, tell me, what does a Chief Digital Officer do for an oil and gas company? And then, I don't know, fill out what an average day for you kind of looks like. And I'm sure there's not any day the same, but... Pretend there is for me for a minute.
0: Hi, Richard. Uh, First of all, thank you for having me here. Pleasure. Pleasure being here. What do I do every day? Yeah. I would love to say that I sit and ponder about the latest (laughs) transformational, technological advances of Uh the free world. But it's that. Right. It's a lot of meetings. Right. Uh, But, you know, seriously speaking, we try, my role, we try to look at it into three things. Mm -hmm. The first one is, of course, the basic things. We call them the building blocks. I think in order for us to be able to do digital transformation for an organization, we need to first build uh, the enablers. So for us, these are things like, uh, for example, having the right data infrastructure, making sure connectivity is there, and uh, cybersecurity. Because as we put in more and more data... We need to ensure that it's safe and secure. Mm. Once that's in place, then the the second role is basically more of coming out with the solutions for the problems by the organization. So that's more of the true digital,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: working with pain points and coming up with digital solutions. And the third one, which probably is one of the most, for me personally, exciting and what I love to do, It's more of the advocacy and building a culture of innovation, Mm. getting people to think differently, uh, advocating digital fluency within the organization. Right. So I think, yeah, I mean, lots of meetings, kind of boring,
1: but roughly those are the three kind of levers that that I do. So in in terms of, I don't know, division of labour almost, or mental labour. How is it broken up into those three portions? You say the third part is the more exciting, the advocacy part of it. How much of your time is taken up doing that compared to the other two, would you say?
0: From my focus and time, that's probably the most. Right. That's probably 50% of my time. The building blocks, I've got a great technical team. So that kind of runs on its own. It's a bit of a light touch. Mm. So a lot of my time, probably about 40% each, is more on working with the business on problem solving and just trying to be advocating and trying to get people in that innovation digital mindset. Right, right. the, the technical stuff, the technology, it runs by itself yeah, almost. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm blessed that we've got such a good team.
1: Now, for the past couple of years, you know, this uh, phrase digitalization uh, and even digitization has really become top of mind in, in, in many conversations, whether it's SMEs, MSMEs, GLCs, MNCs, literally from the bottom all the way to the top. For you, when you look at this as a whole, what sector um, do you feel benefits from this progression? And um, the easiest answer, I guess, would be that they all benefit from this. But in your opinion, who uh, tends or or, or who is set to benefit the most and why? I think
0: there's no silver bullet to this. And... Thinking of digitalization or digital as the panacea of all solutions—that's the problem. Right. And I think the problem is when it's pushed towards technology first, then the only winners are the technology providers, the consultants, and the service providers. Yeah. Nothing against them. Yeah. But if you go from that approach, you're going to find out that digital transformation can be a huge bottomless pit. Mm-hmm. And it takes up a lot of investment yeah. and you have nothing much to show to it. Mm. So I think we're at the stage now that what's really important is knowing your problems and really zoning in how digital and technology can enable that solution.
1: Mm.
0: You know, when I was young, I'm trying to sh- I'm showing my age. Mm. I love those science fiction movies. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica of course. and all
1: this. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm with you now, so we're on the same wavelength. It's fine. <laughs> but
0: during that time, you kind of feel that the imagination surpasses the technology. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, the technology wasn't really there to bring it to life. Right. But I think in today's age, the technology is only limited by the imagination. Mm. Right? You can do whatever you want almost. There's As long as there's you're willing to invest in it uh, and people are willing to do it, Technology is there, mm. so I think it's the same thing with digital transformation. The technology is definitely there or close to there. The ones who benefit is those people that actually know what is their problem, who has got enough support and builds ecosystems surrounding those, so that they can scale. Right, and it can be in multiple industries. Uh, I think here in Malaysia, there's a lot of opportunities still. There's a lot of pain points still in our everyday lives. We've come a long way, but every time you see a pain point, I think those are opportunities for digital to come in as a solution mm. that enables that pain point. Mm. But not just,
1: I have cloud, let's do cloud. Right. right. I mean, I've, and you might be able to help me out on this. I mean, I've spoken with you know, SMEs and MSMEs who um. Are a little slower to be uh, to transform digitally, whether or not it's getting their brick and mortar business online. And some of them, you know, have genuine reasons why they feel they don't need to be digitalized right. yet. And I think that's a valid point for some of them, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but on the flip side, when a company uh, is uh, pushing against going digital, um, what kind of conversations do you have with them to help encourage them uh, that? like you mentioned the word panacea, it's not the panacea for everything. But how how do you help encourage them? And what kind of um, benefits do you explain to them that they can get from going digital?
0: For me, I think they need to be clear that the transformation is not a digital transformation. Mm. It must be the business transformation. They must be clear what do they want to transform within their business. And I think that's really important now because... The rapid change is so fast. Um, customers are changing so fast. Building things brick and mortar, the real risk is that customer sentiments change by the time you finish building it up. Mm. Uh, in those days, trends could be a year, months. Mm. But right now, what is viraling today is probably out of out of trend in yeah. a week's time, right? Yeah. So if you want to build everything brick and mortar, you're not going to catch the wave of the demand fast enough. Mm -mm. And I think that's really the impetus towards digital, right? That Mm. you can go a lot faster and you can create platforms where you can share things.
1: But you can also be left behind much quicker. That's the thing. Because
0: when everybody starts doing it and you don't, that economic divide becomes Mm. bigger Mm. and bigger.
1: And then your cost becomes bigger and bigger potentially. True.
0: And and you're left out by that time for you to come back in Mm it's already become too big of a scale on the platforms for you to have a measurable market share. Mm. But I think how you need to go about it is, be clear of what your business transformation is, break it down into bite-sized pieces, break it down on what are deemed to be the success factors and the failure factors.
1: Mm.
0: Once you achieve that success factors, you need to celebrate it and make sure that people see it's gaining traction. Mm. And there's something tangible. So mm. if you put too far of a goal, it's going to become this part of the rainbow, right? It's never going to get there. Mm. So you want to create measurable pieces. But also equally important is to say that what are the signs of failure? What are the things that we say that, look, it's not really failure, but you can learn from it. You need to pivot. You need to do different things. But being just moving headlong on a digital program, that's clearly not meeting the goals is also going to be a big waste of investments. So I think digital is really about iterative process just because it allows it to do so. Mm. Unlike brick and mortar, you build a building, oops, something goes wrong, you can't redo it. But digital, you can. So you really need to be able to capitalize on that value of being iterative. Mm. Mm. And I think that's the only way digital can really create value. Okay. For the
1: industry. Let's take a short break here. Uh, folks, I'm in the studio with Adrian Aslili, Chief Digital Officer over at Petronas. I want to speak to you when we come back about some of the boot camps you've, you've uh, kickstarted. Little pun there. Uh, we'll be right back in a few moments here on Tech Talk on BFM 89.9. Rothy Mocha BFM eighty nine point nine The Business Station BFM eighty nine point nine the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Welcome to Tech Talk this morning. I'm in the studio with Adrian Asley. He's the chief digital officer uh, for Petronas. Um, We spoke a little bit about what you do. Um, And one of the things that I I read about something that you helped with is the the boot camps uh, for students. Um, You've helped set up these boot camps to help strengthen digital literacy. When it comes to the level of digital literacy here in Malaysia, um, where do you think we are compared to others in the region? And what was the kind of uh, motivation for starting these bootcamps? Why do you think we needed them? Well,
0: I think for Malaysia, we definitely have a good foundation for it. I think if, if I remember reading it somewhere, we're probably number three in the ASEAN community behind Singapore and perhaps Vietnam when it comes to digital literacy and digital workforce. Hmm. Uh, And when we look at the penetration of uh, digital appliances and social media and eyeballs on screens, I think we're probably, again, correct me if I'm wrong, probably number one or number two behind Philippines. So there's a lot of foundation already there. In terms of connectivity, also, I think we're relatively good. But I think what we need to do is build the right ecosystem. Mm. Um, in, in any economy, you need to have the supply and the demand come together, right? And what we don't want is, like you mentioned before, economic growth is creating a barrier and digital actually accelerates that barrier between those that are in urban areas where they have access to perhaps better education, better devices, better connectivity, and people get left behind. Right. Uh, we we believe in a like in Petronas, for example, we believe what we call a just energy transition that we bring everybody along and it becomes as inclusive as possible. I personally believe that digital has the power to do so because you don't have. Proximity of geographical location doesn't become as important, for example, right? You don't need to be in certain big cities to grow. But in order to do that, literacy is important. Mm-hmm. Creating the right ecosystem is important. And just kind of the branding of, of digital, right? Uh, parents needs to feel that they want their children to be in this sector because they Amongst the doctor, lawyer, engineer <laughs> of a typical Asian mom's right. uh, view of their children, right, right, right. And when we thought about this, is that it's an obvious solution. The from from our perspective, we always need new talents. Mm. In digital talents, is becoming quite short. Mm. There is a big demand for it, and after COVID, like you mentioned. All the MNCs, more more companies are driving transformation, digital mm, transformation. Mm. So the the demand has gone up. Mm. The supply is not catching
1: up. So uh, I think yeah. just to kind of interject there, there's two points there that I'd, I'd like to jump back on uh, with respect to what the parents think digitalization is. I, th- I think there has been some parents, not all parents, that still think Digital just refers to kids in a room playing on their video games and not sure. really understanding what it is. Yep. It's social media. It's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And in terms of there being uh, a lack of resources, that's a brain drain issue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we yes. know that. How do we convince those kids who are looking at you know, Singapore, Australia, you know, to invest their minds back into Malaysia? I think we just need to ensure that there is a
0: clear pathway for to, them to professions yeah. that they can actually gain economic benefits out of it, right? Mm. And there is, yeah, because there is a lot of one. One of the things sometimes when we talk about digital, the obvious things is I want to be a startup, I want to be a founder because mm. that's somehow deemed to be sexy, mm, right? Mm. But I think the problem with that, and nothing against that, I'm always encouraging that as well. But that's hard. Yeah. You need to have both the entrepreneurial mindset, you need to have the technical skills, you need to the have money. The, the money, you yeah. need to have the right pain point, and sometimes timing is important. Yeah. So, whilst in, it's important to grow that sector, I think. Perhaps Malaysians don't realise that there are a lot of companies out there that just requires data scientists, requires software engineers, they require data engineers, and they are going to get handsomely rewarded for those roles. Mm. Uh, so, Do you think there's not enough awareness of it, though? Perhaps so. I, I think the branding uh, of right. digital itself is perhaps lacking, even when it is. We need to it,
1: sexify it somehow, I, power, I right? think
0: so. And the oh. only one that's being sexified, I guess... If there's such a word, is the, the startup space, right? Yeah. But just as a role, and uh, 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 a working role, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And, and for a company like ours, you know, we're trying to solve the energy challenge. We're going to create sources of energy that is more affordable, cleaner source of energy. That's a big challenge. And yeah. I think that, for me, that's a clear purpose that you can gravitate towards using mm. digital skills,
1: well, let, well let's, to drive that. let's touch on that point then. You know, And I guess part of the responsibility of, of being a chief digital officer is creating a digital culture that promotes innovation and aligning with things like sustainability initiatives. And um, what are some of the key initiatives that you've put in place within your role in Petronas to kind of do this as chief digital officer?
0: I think for Petronas as an organization, Pushing towards this just energy transition is really our key challenge at the moment. And we truly believe that digital can play a big part of Mm. this. I look at it almost like three steps. The first one is just ensuring that the current operations are becoming more efficient, more optimized. Mm. That in itself already has benefits in terms of emissions, right? If our refinery is, is... running at the most efficient level, then you save in terms of emissions. Um, so there's a lot of things that we do in, in digital just to, in, just to improve our current operations. That's the first layer. Secondly, we call it connecting the unconnected. And this is where if we want to really go big in this space, we need to be able to measure accurately so a lot of the measurement and having line of sight in in where those bad actors are where those emission points are is critical and i think this is where the iots automation will come in um connectivity and the third one is when intelligence come in um just a simple simple example i guess in those days you know, your parents will remind you, close the TV and close the lights before you go off because you want to save electricity, which in turn save emissions. Now with with digitalization and automation, that's done automatically, right? Yeah. Small things. Yeah. But imagine if you can scale that at infinitum to, to the larger scale, mm. where machines can just be switched off and on when the need arises, when you have renewables and different sources of energy the kind of demand supply equation gets a lot more complex. That's when AI will come in in terms of load balancing. Mm -hmm. We can do trading of molecules, trading of carbon credits. That's when platforms and digitals will come in. So I think it's not two separate things. Uh, Trying to move towards redefining energy is going to be the challenge of our generation. And I think there's a big role that digital will and can play in that. Ecosystem.
1: I suppose I've just got one final question for you. And, and when you, it comes to things like benchmarks and metrics, um, when you look at gauging the effectiveness of some of the uh, initiatives that you do, how do you measure? I mean, it's got to be a difficult process. Yeah, it you is. Know, and it's got to be complex. So how do you measure how effective it is, long term and short term?
0: I think, again, this is where it's easier if it's B2C or when we talk about the startup space because it's a function of valuation. Right. And valuation is the markets can value what that solution is. Mm. But sometimes when it comes to organizations, there is, a comp- there is this gravitational pull towards talking about ROIs and the conventional yes. way. And yes. sometimes it doesn't work as easy and that's why there is still an ongoing challenge trying to justify the value of digital transformation but to me f- the the biggest yardstick is adoption right because no matter what the perceived value could be billions of dollars 10x 12x if three people is using it confirm <laughs> <laughs> no value will be right. realized, right? right? So to me, organizations that want to do this, first and foremost, really needs to look at adoption mm. and the experience that p- the users have in using these digital solutions. So if people are not using it and the people that's using it hate it, let's not talk about that right. right. right? Only when you get through that first hurdle, then you can look at other things like for example we look at a combination of three things we look at um, of course revenue and cost reduction that's the first most obvious one but we look at also opportunity loss and uh, the ability of uh, price of non-conformance not happening so for example by putting in digital tool um, HSE incidents doesn't happen technically there is no You cannot really value it, right, right. but if that happens, then you could have a big cost a bomb or catastrophe happening. So the fact that we can avoid that, so it's more of the cost avoidance or incident avoidance is also quantified as a means of
1: value. Yeah? Right, right. I, I said it was my last question, but I, I suppose I have one more because you've kind of sparked something. Now, as we know, MNCs... Um, or GLCs, in fact, are mammoth, beastly things, you know, that often take time to change uh, and can be difficult to point in a different direction. How do you feel it's been with Petronas? I mean, I know you work for Petronas, and I know you obviously have to say the right thing. Has it been challenging, though, you know, to help and guide them towards a more digital, sustainable future. Maybe maybe difficult's the wrong word. Yeah. You know, uh, challenging perhaps. It's not without its challenges.
0: Right. And I think one of the main challenge is the fact that people anonymous people kind of think of digital as IT and digitalization. As I kind of
1: yeah. inferred I mean, earlier, th-
0: yeah. that's perhaps the biggest challenge because it's nuance, right? It's mm. not. It's not obvious. Mm. But IT,
1: you can't touch it. You can't yeah,
0: see it. But I, IT is simple. IT is you want something. We will provide it for you. Right. And it's a known unknown. But un, if you put, uh, you you manage to scope it out. Most probably, we will be able to do it. But with digital, it's a lot of it is unknown unknown. Mm. So the way you need to approach it is slightly different. So if it's just a vendor. Um, business relationship is not going to work. It's not a project that you run, you create, you hand it over to the business and say, there you go, this is this tool, this is this app. Mm. Have fun with it. If you have a need, then call me. Because no matter what solution, it's never as good as day one because you need to continuously iterate it. Mm. As people start using it, there will be problems and challenges. Then you need to improve it over time. And that needs to be done together, right? Mm. Conversely, even the best solution over time, if you don't continuously upgrade it, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. That's a very different mindset and mental model from IT. Mm. IT is, you want a new server? There, I installed the server. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go, you know. I I don't need to sit there and observe and do questionnaires and look at continuous pain points.
1: Mm.
0: So because the, the kind of... It's not very different. If it's between digital and manual, it's easy to explain. But I think IT and digital, it's the same, but yet it's not the same. Mm. I always give this uh, analogy, like one is you're running a catering business. The other one, you're running a restaurant business. Same skill, you're still cooking. But running a restaurant, you need to think of what people want to eat. What's the price point? What's the competitor? You don't need that in catering. Catering, You tell me what to cook, I just cook for you, I get paid. Right. So that I think is the greatest challenge. We're lucky in Petronas. I think there's a lot of good support. Uh, it's very high on the leadership agenda. Um, and, and we invest a lot in building the culture, the upskilling and getting the top line support. I think that's really critical if we want to really drive digital transformation effectively.
1: Mm. Adrian, thank you very much for your time. No problem, Richard. I should be here. Folks, I've been in the studio with Adrian Asley. He's the chief digital officer at Petronas. If you miss any part of this show, don't forget you can download the podcast. It's available via the BFM app, which is available in the Apple App Store or Google Play. For Tech Talk here on BFM, my name is Rich Bradbury.